If you have been homeschooling for any length of time or even considered homeschooling, you have probably heard the phrase homeschool philosophy or educational philosophy. Does it make you feel a little overwhelmed? I know many homeschool parents that I've talked to have felt overwhelmed trying to choose a curriculum, resources for their homeschool, trying to decide what their educational philosophy is. Well, you can take a deep breath because today in this episode of the All in a Homeschool Day podcast, we're going to talk about why it really doesn't matter which educational philosophy you choose. It's a slightly different perspective than some that you might have heard, but I hope that it will give to you the same sense of freedom and just let you enjoy your homeschool a little more like it has for me. So let's dive in first by talking about what is an educational philosophy or a homeschool philosophy. The dictionary defines a philosophy as a theory underlying or regarding a sphere of activity or thought. Well, what does that mean? Basically, an educational or homeschool philosophy is an underlying theory that guides your homeschool decisions. You can use educational philosophies to help decide what to do in the day-to-day aspects of your homeschool. And as you choose the educational philosophy that you want to follow, you will probably implement some specific methods that relate to that particular philosophy. And a method is simply a systematic procedure, technique, or mode of inquiry that you use in a particular discipline or art. So in this situation, the homeschool methods are the practical day-to-day application of your chosen educational philosophy. Basically, the educational philosophy that you choose will impact the methods that you use, which will impact your day-to-day functioning in your homeschool. So the question really is, and the whole point of this podcast episode today is, does it really matter which educational philosophy you choose. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, no, it doesn't. Because you, if you've been listening to the past couple of episodes, have learned that there's a much more important question that we need to be asking. And that question is, what are the goals and objectives that we want to achieve? And therefore, what homeschool philosophy and what resources will best help us to achieve those goals and objectives. When we think about homeschool philosophies, and there are seven common philosophies that you'll probably hear about in homeschooling circles. They are virtual or distance learning, traditional or textbook learning, Charlotte Mason, classical, Montessori, unit studies, and unschooling. And if you want to learn more about each of those philosophies, I have a post that will be super helpful for you. It provides an overview of the philosophy, outlines the strengths and weaknesses of each philosophy, and who might want to consider each of the philosophies. And then also has resource and book suggestions for each of those seven philosophies. This is the most comprehensive resource that I have seen uh, regarding homeschool philosophies. I've seen many uh, blogs that have posts about homeschool philosophies, and I always 
felt they were a little lacking, and I know that you cannot provide a completely unbiased opinion, but I have tried very hard to just give you that big overview so that you can decide which ones work best for you. I've tried to really think hard about the strengths and weaknesses of each so that you can make an informed decision. So you can find that uh, post, I'll link it in the show notes, but you can find that at triumphantlearning.com forward slash homeschool philosophy. So I'm not going to talk specifically about the homeschool philosophies today because you can go to this post and you can read all about them. It would be quite boring if I were to sit here and read them to you. Instead, I want to talk to you about choosing your homeschool philosophy and what you should be considering as you think about that. So first, I want to remind you that all of the homeschool philosophies have their strengths and weaknesses. On the post, you'll see a diagram that kind of gives you considerations that you need to think about. Things such as the level of involvement that is needed on your end to plan and implement that particular philosophy. And if you have time to implement that, something that you need to think about what other commitments you have right now and how you might need to make some changes. Other considerations include if you can teach multiple children at once. I know for me that would be totally overwhelming if I had to have a different curriculum for each of my children. When they were in elementary school, there was no way that I wanted to do that. Now that they're in high school and middle school, they're working a lot more independently. And so they really are effectively on Uh, their own paths and using their own curriculums. But when they were younger and I had to be involved in the every aspect of our day-to-day homeschooling, there was no way that I could do all of that. You should also consider your child's learning style. And if you should, if you can customize the particular philosophy, some are much easier to customize than others. You can find all of this detailed on that graphic. As you consider which homeschool philosophy you might want to use, I think you need to keep in mind that this does not have to be a static decision. At any point in time, you may decide that your values have changed, your goals have changed, your children's needs are different. Maybe your philosophy, your understanding of child development and what you want your child to achieve in their education has changed. And so you want to move from one of the educational philosophies to the other. And that is totally fine to do. I have a number of friends who have done that and they have just listened to what their children needed. They've been students of their children. And as they have gained confidence in their ability to be a homeschool teacher and facilitator, they have branched out a little bit and incorporated aspects of other philosophies. So it is totally fine for you to start out with the one that most interests you and then shift as you need to. Whenever we first started thinking about homeschooling, our uh, oldest daughter was two and I was just learning everything that I could learn, reading everything I could find about homeschooling and homeschool styles and different approaches. And I really was gravitating to three different styles. One was the classical method. Another was the Charlotte Mason method. And then also Thomas Jefferson education. As I learned more about these particular philosophies, I started identifying what it was about each method and each philosophy that attracted me. And there have been times that I have used 
different aspects of each of those philosophies. But we ended up implementing a Charlotte Mason style in our homeschool. We are not a purist by any means. And I talked about that actually on one of the bonus episodes of the podcast. I had someone in the Homeschool 101 workshop ask me if you have to be a purist. And no, you don't. You can listen to my response on this post at triumphantlearning.com forward slash homeschool philosophy. But the gist of it is, I don't think there's any homeschool parent out there who is a purist in their chosen educational philosophy. Because your children are different. Your children do not fit into a mold. And so sometimes what works with one doesn't work with another. What works for one family may not work for yours. And so I think it's important to recognize that you can customize the educational philosophies to meet your needs and your child's needs. You can take what's working and implement that. And what's not working, take a step back and ask, what is the purpose of this? I've recently been reading Consider This by Karen Glass, and I love how she points out that the classical educators of the past did not take the approach of, all right, what's the philosophy I want to follow and then go just implement that. They wanted to know why. Why are we implementing this method? Why are we using this particular method in our teaching what purpose is it? does it serve? And what objective does it help us achieve? Because then you can make decisions. For example, Charlotte Mason recommends that uh, we read Plutarch. And I've tried to read it with my daughters. None of us liked it. And when I took a step back and said, what objective are we trying to achieve with this? I realized that the way we were implementing it was not allowing us to get the full benefit and was creating frustration because we could not move at a fast enough pace to be able to see that big picture. And what we wanted to achieve, we were actually achieving through other means. And so it was okay for me to not implement that method as part of our homeschool. It's okay to make changes. It is okay for you to add to it. Right? Maybe you need to add some manipulatives or hands-on projects. Maybe you need to take some shorter time frames that you have and use an, a unit study approach. We've done that too. There was one time that one of my daughters was at a teen packed event. And so while my other daughter was home, we still wanted to, to do school, but we were doing something a little different that week. We were trying to spice it up. And we did a, a unit study approach. And she learned about different aspects of nursing uniforms through the ages. That was part of her history. It was also part of her English because she had to write up a little summary about the different time periods. She had to work on her spelling with it. She then did some hands-on projects as she made a timeline and she made a, a nursing uniform for her American Girl doll. So even though we're primarily a Charlotte Mason style homeschool, we incorporate other aspects from different philosophies. 
Um, it's okay to look at an individual subject and ask, how do we want to approach this subject? For science in the middle school and high school years, we use a textbook approach. And there are specific reasons that we do that. Uh, for one, I want my children to know how to use a textbook. I want them to uh, be able to read from the textbook, take appropriate notes, and know how to, to take tests that are common in a textbook style. They'll need to have that skill when they're in college. But for us, we don't want to use that approach in the elementary years. I wait until the high school years for that, and we use it with science. Probably if you ask any homeschool parent who has been homeschooling longer than three to five years, they will probably tell you that their educational philosophy has been refined over the, that time, that they have actually used a variety of homeschool philosophies and methods depending on what they were trying to achieve in their homeschool. Most of them probably have a primary philosophy that they follow, but I would imagine that most of them incorporate other aspects at different times. So, the key points to remember when you're thinking about homeschool philosophies and trying to choose the one that's right for you, I want, to, I want you to remember three things. The first thing that I want you to remember is that you should start with your homeschool mission statement. You can find the six questions that you should answer as you are making your homeschool mission statement at triumphantlearning.com forward slash homeschool mission statement. And I will link to that in the show notes. Identify what is important to you and use that as your decision-making framework to evaluate the different homeschool philosophies. And be a student of your child. Identify what your child needs to thrive so that you can find the philosophy or approach that is going to help you best meet the needs of your child and to achieve the objectives that you are, have outlined in your homeschool mission statement. Then second, narrow down the educational philosophies. Choose a couple that most resonate with you and then learn more about them. Talk to other homeschool parents. Look at the curriculum choices. As you start to narrow down your choices and evaluate particular curriculums, use your decision-making framework, your homeschool mission statement to decide if that resource, that curriculum will help you to meet your objectives. When you have that starting point and you know the end goal that you want to achieve, it is much easier to choose the resources that will help you to meet that goal. And then most importantly, please start slowly. If you are just getting started on your homeschool journey, choose a couple of aspects to implement in your homeschool now. And then when you are feeling more confident and you are finding your groove, add some more. If you've been homeschooling for a while and you still feel like you are not implementing everything that you want to in your chosen philosophy, it's okay for you to um, continue to implement. There are aspects that it took us five or six years before we were fully implementing what I wanted us to be doing. And even when we got to that point, there were some parts that I had to let go for a season. We couldn't do everything all the time. 
there are seasons when we were able to get nature study in and seasons when we had to let it go and say, it's okay that we're not doing it. We're just going to focus on getting outside. There were seasons when we would consistently read a book about Shakespeare or watch one of his plays. And there are seasons when we said, you know what, I just can't fit it in. And that's okay. Know that you do not have to be a purist. You do not have to do everything right away for you to be successful and to achieve the goals that you've set out for your homeschool. As we wrap up, I want to reiterate the question that I asked a little earlier in the episode. This question is what I want you to keep in mind as you evaluate homeschool philosophies, as you evaluate curriculum and resources, and as you start to implement the various aspects of these philosophies. Ask yourself, what homeschool philosophy and resources will best help us achieve our homeschool goals? When you can answer that question, you will know that you have found the right philosophy and approach and curriculum that is right for your family. Again, if you want to read more about homeschool philosophies and see the different strengths and weaknesses of each one and resource suggestions, you can find that at triumphantlearning.com forward slash homeschool philosophy. Until next time, I hope you have a triumphant day.